Now this is a title I can get behind. Yes, it is, because it's true, sort of. Uh, it will be true. According to you me. know, I've been thinking about this game for quite a while now, just because I'm very excited for it. I feel like if this game was at Alabama, I would not be as excited, but I'm very excited for this game. However, I can see two scenarios where it may – or I phrased that completely wrong – I'm starting, like, in my head, just because I've done this so many times with Alabama, I think Bryce Young is going to play. And when Bryce Young does play, this is a completely different team, as we saw from last week when Milrow was starting and he kind of looked bad. Or I mean, Texas A&M should have won that game, but mm-hmm. I think it could be closer. Alabama winning the game by 20 is probably more likely than Tennessee just outright winning. You really think so? I, I mean, Tennessee. If Tennessee's defense was even average, I wouldn't say that. They're, but their defense just isn't it. I like Tennessee a lot, and they deserve. And I have Tennessee ranked above Alabama because they deserve it. But I, I just think Alabama's better at full strength. It depends. If we don't get Bryce Young or even a fully healthy Bryce Young, they could be in some deep shit. Because that offense hasn't really proven they can score outside of Bryce Young. Well, I'm here to tell you, DJ Corrigan. That's me. I think Tennessee is going to win this game. Maybe no matter who the quarterback is. Now, am I going to be absolutely shocked and, oh, my gosh, this is a huge upset if Alabama – no. Of course not. But I do think Tennessee is going to win this game no matter who's quarterback. And if it is Bryce Young, I do think there's going to be a little bit of, well, he missed a couple games and he's getting back in the swing of things mid-game. I, I think there's going to be a little bit of that. Right. And, oh, I know that people are talking about, well, which quarterback's going to play? Well, uh, I think Tua had surgery like 10 days before that gigantic LSU game we keep referencing. He They, they made damn sure he was coming back for that game. Uh, yeah. Bryce Young is going to play in this game. This is going to be the biggest game of their season up to this point. Uh, maybe up until the title game for the SEC. So we'll see what happens with that. But right. this is going to be one of the biggest games of their season. On the road, in Knoxville. Oh, my gosh. The, the no, orange and white, the checkerboard, and the crowd's going to be electric. If they win this game, I – I'm so cute because Tennessee has not really been good in my lifetime. They won the national championship the year I was born, and that's it. But I kind of get the I, – I can understand. I can see what Tennessee feels and looks like when it's firing at full capacity, as it would be if it won against Alabama this week. And I, I, I dig it. I kind of want to see what happens. Like, I'm rooting hard for Tennessee to beat Alabama. But I also want to, like, manage my expectations because Alabama's Alabama. Yeah, and I fully understand that, but I just – I feel something. I just – Hen Hooker is making a believer out of me. And I'm oh, yeah, along for the ride. I don't know what happened, but Tennessee – Josh Heupel had a solid year last year, optimistic year. Yep. And then they landed that recruit who's still in high school who is not affecting this team, Nico Iamaliava. And yeah, now what an incredible what's quarterback about, recruit. Um, what's this I hear about Carnell Tate going to visit Tennessee this weekend? Oh, is he actually? I I saw a rumor. 
Well, I uh, I can't say I'm upset about that because I was upset with his initial decision to decline yeah, the not, Irish. I'm not either. He wouldn't even get on the field. Uh, Go to well, Tennessee. Well, that's weird because Sam Block tells Ever in the locker room is a first-round draft pick, even if they Correct. don't see the field. Correct. Carnell Tate would be a first-round draft pick. Unfortunately, he wouldn't play a snap. He would be, yeah, Julian Fleming's a first-round draft pick. Everybody's hey, I'll tell you what. I kind of like Julian Fleming. He's playing pretty well. Well, I'm happy I'm not, I'm for not him. I'm not saying he's going to be a first-round draft pick, but he's just playing very well. I'm happy for him because he's a big-time recruit, and I didn't want him to be awesome at Ohio State. Obviously, I root against everybody, particularly the receivers at Ohio State, because that's currently what has them going. Mm-hmm. That is one of the major the recruiting destinations. In college, and the fact that Saturdays in Columbus are unlike anything you're going to find outside of the southeastern United States. So once once you once you escape that region, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and maybe South Bend, Indiana, I gotta say, and uh, oh, yeah. a, a few other select destinations, um, you're just not going to find atmospheres like that very often. Uh, you know the the mediocre. I guess fan bases or mediocre teams of the Big Ten, of the ACC, of the Big 12, and the Pac-12, they're not putting out atmospheres like the middle-of-the-road teams in the SEC. So mm-hmm. you got to be a pretty competitive program. And it also helps that Ohio State has 10 million students. And those 10 million students – pay about $10 million for their education. So there's a, a big crowd and a lot of money that goes into the stadium and facilities. So, but, I mean, Tennessee's got that too. So I got to say, I, uh, I speaking of Carnell, Carnell Tate, I'm not surprised that he's at least given Tennessee another look. But I, I like that Julian Fleming um, is going gonna, is gonna to be at least decently successful. I have no idea what this means for his draft stock or his college career. But – I like to see that he's at least not – if he's going to be bad, I want it to be because everyone else is just better than him, not because he got injured every single right. year. That's 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 not fun. Right. I mean, I, yeah, it is nice to see him on the field. But speaking of, I guess we can talk, keep talking about the dominance of Ohio State, our Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> um, Marvin Harrison Jr., has broken the record, Ohio State record, for games with three touchdown receptions. He did it in seven games. Seven career games he broke that record. That seems unnatural. Uh, Yes, it does. It does not seem natural at all to me. But, yeah, Arkansas State, Toledo. He He might be the best receiver on the team. I, I, I'm not going to believe He may anything. just be shining because Smith and Jigba hasn't played at all this year, but he is just dominating teams. Like, by himself, he is dominating teams. I, I get that, but I, I, this is not just an Ohio State thing. This is also a Michigan thing, um, partially a Clemson thing, although they're starting to make believers out of me, too. Um, mm-hmm. Although their their schedule's actually been halfway decent, although I'm I'm kind of just waiting for them to disappoint me because it takes a long time for them to score thirty points. It looks good when they win thirty one to three, but a lot of other teams win, 
they go into halftime up 28 to three, and then they just like milk the rest of the game where Clemson, mm-hmm. it actually takes them all four quarters to put up as many points as they do. So that to me is kind of a warning signal, but a lot of these teams, I'm not putting a ton of stock into what they do yet, especially in the big 10 because the big 10 sucks. And so Michigan, they can beat up whoever they want to, although they certainly didn't beat up Indiana. They fooled around with them. Um, you know, you can say, oh, they were distracted by Mike Hart. When Mike Hart passed out on the sideline, they were not in good shape either. So I, I don't want to say, like, that's the entire reason. But this conference is bad. And at this point in the season, half the games that these teams have played were against even worse opponents in the group of five. So – I'm just I'm holding off on any Heisman talk. I'm holding off on any Sam Block talk where he's talking about how CJ Stroud is one of the best quarterbacks college football has ever seen. Um, I wouldn't agree with that, but he is running away with the Heisman right now. Oh, Hendon Hooker has something to say about that. Now you you go look at go look at Hendon Hooker's numbers. I I guarantee you they're, they're against good. solid like, teams. No, no, I'm saying they're good, but they're not as impressive as you as I thought they were in my head. Like, he's good. Uh, he, I think he is comfortably number two right now. But uh, C.J. Stroud is just destroying teams. But I, think he, he has, uh, I think he has more games where he has more touchdowns and incompletions than he does this season. And I don't want to hear shit about all oh, against Arkansas State. That's impressive. Okay, he didn't do anything. I'm talking about C.J. Stroud, by the way, when I say this. He barely did anything against Notre Dame, who's a team that Ohio State fans already don't respect. Then let's fast forward. Then we have the law firm of Arkansas State, Toledo, and Rutgers with a mixture of Wisconsin, who just fired their head coach, and Michigan State, who had he not had the just total culmination of transfers last year would be on the chopping block right now in Mel Tucker. And then they'll face Iowa – who, no one, what's Iowa's record? Three, They're not three very, at this point. I think they've lost three straight. Yeah, they, no, they did. They beat Rutgers. They, oh, did they yeah. lose to, oh, it was Illinois. Iowa State 10 to 7. Oh, they also just lost to Illinois. Uh, Iowa's going to Ohio State, so that'll be an easy game. If Iowa State had Start to go to Iowa, maybe I'll, maybe I'd feel differently about that game. I will say, I will put value, not a ton, but I will put serious value into the Ohio State-Penn State game. Because I think, it, especially with it being at Penn State, now... Is there anything Ohio State can do to impress you, ever? Yes. They can beat Michigan. Uh, and That's a real good point. Because I, I said this about... This is why I've been trying to be fair. I've been been trying to say this equally on Michigan's side as I do Ohio State's side whenever I have these mm-hmm. discussions, is that when it comes to these teams, you know, they used to be big two, little eight. Now it's big two, little 12, because they just keep adding teams to the bottom. But <laughs> I will give Penn a shred of respect uh, because they're winning games. Despite that, I will – this entire season should have blown up into four. On week one, but Purdue decided – Jeff Brom just handed a victory to Penn State, which oh, I, yeah. I, I oh, still God. can't get – Yeah, oh, No, yeah. I can't either. Having flashbacks now, that's how this season started. Oh, buddy, I remember. Uh-huh, yeah. As you might – and I think there was even a, a 
a goofy finish to the point spread in that game due to Jeff Brown's Jeff Brown's antics, as I may no, recall. No, it was just the comeback, the Penn State marching down the field. Because I remember when Purdue punted the ball to them with like a minute left, I'm like, this is going to hurt, isn't it? And it did. Yeah, it, it really did. That's exactly how – that's why part of the reason that I'm not putting a ton of value into Penn State. But it's on the road. And by the way, we've as we both established, you and I are not big fans of Sean Clifford or James Franklin. So no. it, it's going to be tough for us to say that frequently on this podcast and then all of a sudden turn around and get all excited when Ohio State beats that. I, 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 just, I just know James Franklin is going to do something goofy. I just know that Sean Clifford is – going to make some horrible throw in a key moment or or James Franklin's going to force Sean Clifford to do a bunch of read options like he did a couple of years ago as if he's got Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. So I just know going into it, uh, Penn State's not going to win this game because they're going to be competitive and the atmosphere is going to factor. But on top of being less talented, they're going to be poorly coached and I'm kind of just sitting around. Really, the whole Big Ten's kind of sitting around just waiting for Ohio State and Michigan at the end of the year. It really is. Everyone sucks. <laughs> like, Illinois is ranked, and they're like the fourth best team in the, in the conference. Yeah, and they deserve to be ranked. They should be fucking 6-0. and It pisses me off that they're not. That, Indi- that Indiana Week 2 game, there was a touchdown taken away from Illinois that shouldn't have, and it cost them the game. Um. C.J. Stroud is now minus 140 to win the Heisman. Hendon Hook third, plus 1,400. Caleb Williams is second. Um, National championship, Ohio State is plus 190. They're now the favorite. Georgia plus 200. Alabama plus 200. Clemson plus 1,200. USC plus 2,000. Where's Tennessee? Tennessee is 35 to 1. To win the championship? Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Well, the problem is they're in the SEC East, which means they play in Georgia. Oh, yeah, no, that's tough. They play them every single – because they got the rivalry with Bama, so they play those two every single yeah. year. Yeah, no, that's tough. <laughs> All right. God bless them. Yeah, and but hey, hey you know what? They win this time. They will – they will get a lot of credit, I think, from the playoff committee, especially this year, because – uh, it's it's not going to take much for the committee to rule out the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Or the A- In fact, the Big 12, I think, is already done. Uh, oh, is yeah. There, no, no. Uh, is there a team I, left that has one loss? Or are they all two losses? undefeated. Oklahoma State's undefeated. Oh, Oklahoma State. Shoot, I forgot about them. TCU. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, well, they're going to cancel each other out today. One of them is, at least. Yeah, this week. Uh, this uh, This week on Saturday. I think that game's at TCU, but if you ask me, uh, I think – is that true? Yeah, I think so. I think um, – oh, what's his name? It's uh, at TCU. I, I think Oklahoma State – now, I haven't seen the point spread. Maybe you have. Three and a half. TCU minus three and a half. Wow. I, I They're really good, not, man. I was man, so wrong about them. They're good. I, I might just be stuck in the past, which I – I tend to do with these takes because I like the, you know, like I, I still think that Jalen Hurts secretly sucks because he couldn't throw against Georgia like five years ago. So I, I, I hold on to these things that stick out in my brain and just think that they're just waiting to show up again. But I think Oklahoma State's 
probably pretty good. I've watched five minutes of them, and those five minutes were against Central Michigan. Uh, they're fu- they're good. I, they're not. They're definitely not a bad team. This is definitely taking a step back, but they've kind of messed around with teams they shouldn't be. Like Central Michigan opened the year, gave them a fight. Uh, Texas Tech just gave them a fight last week, but Texas Tech gives everyone a fight. They should have beat. Ba- I I I think they should have beat Baylor by more than they did. I know it was at Baylor, but they're good. Like Oklahoma State's good, but TCU is. Like I'll, I was just flat out wrong about them. I thought they well, were going to win five games. They've already won five games. Uh, hey, you you could still be correct. Let's not let's not be hasty, okay? Yeah, I guess I could. They just <laughs> have to only they're only allowed to win one more game this year. Well, that may be the case for Kansas because their meal ticket's just oh, done. Yeah, no one's going to remember sad. how legit they were. I am. I mean, it sounds like Jalen Daniels isn't out for the year. Oh, I thought I thought he was. But he much. tweeted that he tweeted like, "Oh, this is the first time I'm hearing of it." He's definitely out. Oh. He has a shoulder <laughs> strain. It's like serious. Kansas is plus nine at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you want to talk about some dog shit? They suck. They suck. And it's not just because I think Texas is infinitely better with Quinn Ewers and that Texas could probably be a playoff-caliber team if Quinn Ewers was healthy the full season. Oklahoma sucks. That's just it. They stink. Man, I heard some people trying to say that they want Brett – that Brett Venables might be on the chopping block already. Like, get real. If I were – Lincoln Riley stole everybody. Right. If I were a recruit – and I saw that. If Brent Venables got fired after a year, why would I ever want to go to Oklahoma? Or a coach, why would I ever accept an Oklahoma job? They're just going to fire me after a year where it's not even my team. Yeah, and Brent Venables will get scooped up in an instant. Oh, whether, whether it's a head coaching job, certainly every court, every easily. open defensive coordinator spot on the planet would want him. No doubt oh, yeah. about it. But when Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, he can go to Michigan next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, man, I, I I think, by the way, just to be fair to him, now, this does not excuse giving up 49 <laughs> points. I think Dylan Gabriel got hurt, and they were in the Wildcat the entire game or something. Dylan Gabriel did not play. The backup got hurt, and then they went in the Wildcat. I'll be honest. I only watch. I only really watched for some some just the way it worked out. Well, because I was watching the game that, during that time, and it just so happened to be a five-hour baseball game. Um, I, the only time I would see the game is when Texas was on offense. I would. I didn't see a single snap of Oklahoma on offense. And every time I watched it, Texas scored a touchdown. Oh no! Oh, what the Guardians are going to play Saturday night? God damn it! Well, we have six college football games, ranked versus yeah. ranked football games, to watch on Saturday. I wish they would play tonight. I would so much rather skip the NFL. I would, I would too, man. All this flip floppiness, I have no idea. What right. To so make this is a, this is an amazing week for college football. Uh, Ama- yes, it is amazing. Uh, two two top ten matchups. Michigan is going to be hosting Penn State. Penn State. Which, uh, yep. by the way, I will put stock into that game as well. I uh, I currently have 
this as much as I trash Ohio State for not playing anybody, I will put them as their own tier one. Currently, I'll have Michigan at tier two because they've fooled around with a couple teams now, and Ohio State hasn't really done that. Um, I know that the Michigan State thing was weird for like a quarter and a half, but then Ohio State kicked it into gear. Um, you know, I, I could be a, I could be a hater and say like, oh, CJ Stroud threw it to, straight to the defender's arms, and then they just walked back into the end zone. But uh, that was uh, they had they had like seven points the entire game, or I guess fourteen points the entire game that didn't include their pick six, which was a gift. So Michigan State didn't stand a chance, and they're also horrible this year. But yes, they are. Michigan will be my uh, will be my lone tier two. And then tier three, probably just Penn State. Maybe, I don't know, Minnesota a second ago I would have put them there, but probably not now. I, I forget what they did, but they just lost, didn't they? Um, uh, did they get yeah. killed by somebody? No, they just lost to Purdue. Purdue just came to their place and beat them. As, uh, as Purdue is known to do, just come in to cause chaos. Yes, and then so Penn State will be my lone tier three. And then tier four will be Illinois and Minnesota, who are actually both playing this weekend. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, Actually, I think that one, two two running games. If you you like watching some Iowa football, go turn on Illinois and Minnesota because you're going to see two of the best running backs in the nation, Chase Brown on Illinois and Mo Ibrahim on Minnesota. That is going to be a fun one. And Tommy DeVito's out for Illinois, so they're going with his Pete whatever his last name is, and he sucks. Uh, more Chase Brown time. Oh, yeah. Chase Brown's getting 75 touches tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs> well, hey, that that's Big Ten football right there, whether you like it or sure not. Is. Sure is. Want to hear my rankings? Yes, I do, actually. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ohio State remains at one. All right. Clemson moves up to two. Did I have Clemson two left? No, I did not. Clemson moves up to number two. I have Georgia at three. Tennessee four. Alabama five. I have UCLA six. Oh, boy. USC seven. Michigan eight. I've dropped Michigan a lot. They need Which to kind of wake I, up. I don't really hate that, honestly. Yeah, they kind of need to wake up here. Uh, TCU I have at nine. Penn State ten. Ole Miss eleven. Oklahoma State 12, uh, Oregon 13, Wake Forest 14, NC State 15, Mississippi State 16, Syracuse 17, 18, Kansas State, 19, Kansas, 20, James Madison, 21, Coastal Carolina, 22, Illinois, 23, Texas, 24, North Carolina, and 25, Tulane. Tulane? I haven't heard a word about them. What in the world are they? Oh, yeah, they've to? been pretty good. They Who did they just beat that I just bet them on? Oh, Houston. Huh. Well, yeah, they well be, now I have to Kansas State, this. too. I forgot about that. Why is Ohio State ranked above Clemson? Uh, because I think Ohio State looks better than Clemson. Uh, On both sides I... of the ball, and it's not even close. Well, can I bring up the fact that you have two of Clemson's victories hovering around your top 15? Yes. And one of those was on the road? Yes. And 
that's not enough to get them anything above Ohio State, who's played it got Wisconsin, them above Georgia. Michigan State. For me. But Ohio Listen, State, like you said, like you said, like you said, there it takes a lot for this Clemson offense to get to 30 points. They do, and they look so much. What's that? I agree. That's fair. I, I, I yeah. 100% agree with that. I'm just saying their competition is a lot more difficult. Absolutely, but there's nothing Ohio State can do about that. Right, but I don't like this whole like idea that Ohio State's just grandfathered in like as long as they don't look absolutely god-awful and they just go out there. But that's the thing. They, they've looked the complete opposite of god-awful. God-good, as I say. But it's easy for them to be that good when they're playing Michigan State and Wisconsin. Uh, I, again, but but they are smoking these teams. They're not just beating them; they are embarrassing them. Like the the week one against Notre Dame, that's on the resume. That can't be taken off the resume. It was a poor performance. But they every week they have just looked like the best team on both sides of the ball. It's not even close defensively or off. I mean, offensively. And their defense, I don't think it's better than Georgia's, but it might be the second best in the country. I, I truly don't think there's a better team than Ohio State right now. All I'm saying is their job is easy, and there are probably a lot of teams Absolutely. that look yeah, awesome against those than Clemson, But I'm not going to punish Ohio State because they're the teams they play suck. By the way, For something out of their control like that, I mean. What's up with Old Miss letting Vanderbilt give them a game this week? Yeah, that was weird. And then they just kind of came back and whooped them and covered, I think. Oh, yeah, no, Lane Kiffin ran that play at the end to cover that he didn't need to. Hmm, I must have I didn't bet on that, but that was interesting. Um, <laughs> I, keep, I keep dropping Michigan because they just – I mean, like, I, they were – through their first three games, they played – Literally, no. I mean, you want to talk about playing nobody? They play nobody. I still didn't drop them just because they were they were beating these teams by like fifty plus points, which is unusual. And I for three straight games, and then they've gone into the Big Ten part portion of their schedule. Maryland struggled with. Um, what did they play after that? Hmm. Who did they play after Maryland? Who oh, Michigan? Yeah. Uh oh, I, you're right. There was somebody between Maryland and uh, yeah, Indiana. Indiana. Nobody I good. I thought it would be much easier for me to remember. You would think so, but I got nothing. Was it they Rutgers? Did. No, I said it was Iowa. Iowa. That's right. Son of yeah. a. They went on the road to Iowa and didn't look all that great. And then Michigan uh, again. I mean, Indiana the previous week they kind of fumbled around with. For a long time, so they're kind of. I mean, they're still good. I still think they're a really good team, but they keep dropping just because they just don't look good. Man, shout out James Madison, top twenty. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I've ever there. ranked Illinois ever in my life, so that's cool too. Tennessee's upcoming schedule is Alabama, Ten, Kentucky, and Georgia. Hey yo. Uh, one of those teams is not like the others, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm not really offended like a lot of people are about the SEC scheduling one of their easy games at the back end. Because I think that's smart. 
Yeah, because everyone, everyone else does theirs just in the front. They just take one and put it in the back, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the SEC. Look how they schedule their games. It's like, well, I'm sorry, weren't you playing three of these games at the beginning of the season? They just took it and moved it somewhere else. It's the exact same thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's smart. Why not? And it's better for it's better for football because that means that week three, there's usually an SEC game that's pretty good instead of having to wait till week four. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But um, I was distracted by my TV. My TV just went crazy. I don't know why. But um, what was I gonna say? Tennessee versus Pitt was a fantastic non-conference game this year, by the way. That was, but that's one of those that I look at Tennessee. I'm like, really, guys? You, that I'm into their defense because Keaton Slovis got knocked out of that game, I think, before the second half started. And the, who might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life was able to take this team, take Tennessee to overtime. Those are just like the little things. Like Alabama is just going to kill you if you allow that. Yeah, but that Jalen Milrow cannot throw. He is a oh, he can. he is a running guru. But oh my gosh, I do not want to see him drop back to pass. Oh, you watch. He's winning the Heisman next year. Oh my. Yeah, he is I get absolutely it. Absolutely winning the Heisman next year. I get it. Slandering Alabama backups usually doesn't pan out well because in a year no. or two they'll be in the first round. Oh but yeah. I'm gonna slander all over no. town on this guy. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about why your Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't cover as 14-point underdog? Uh, does a lack of talent count? Hey, yes. we should have we should have been seven points closer, but Minka Fitzpatrick had the ball in his hands and just let it get ripped out for some reason. Unfortunately, I didn't watch any of the game. I was watching the Browns uh, do what they do. Um, they certainly are playing football. I can't guarantee that. But hey, hold on, play. is 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 Kevin Stefanski trying to be like no, I, if you, Brandon Staley 2.0? I hate you. I love Kevin Stefanski, the aggressiveness. In the beginning of the third quarter in your own territory? Absolutely. It was fourth and one. We were losing. We were obviously losing the momentum. I love it. I would always go. Now, the play call was stupid. It, if it's fourth and one and, you do, and the play doesn't start with hand the ball to Nick Chubb, then it's wrong. So, but I love that aggressiveness. This is just one of those games where his aggressiveness, it probably didn't lose us the game, um, but it didn't help us. Brandon Staley almost lost it, the Chargers the game. That was awesome. Uh, yes, he did. And I've had enough of his just, well, the spreadsheet said so stuff. Like, <laughs> dude, just have some gut feel. Not a ton. You don't have to just... Because because that's when almost it becomes it's funny how the analytics have almost out maddened the gut feel people where it used to be whenever somebody was like, Oh man, you gotta have you gotta go for two here, you can't punt here, blah 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 and everyone and everyone was like, Oh man, that's so that's so maddened of you to say that. How, listen to how young you are, man. You don't get it. You just grow up playing video games and doing whatever you want. And then now the analytics people are going for two and it doesn't make sense and Going for it on fourth down doesn't make sense. Now it's like now the analytics people are the ones who are playing Madden all the time on the field. Well, it's completely flipped. Which trend um analytic trend I'm noticing is getting a lot more love is when teams are down fourteen, they score a touchdown, they go for two on that touchdown. 
that's and I kind of like I kind of I think that makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, can you hold on? Can you say that one more time? Yeah. So if you're down by 14 and you score a touchdown, so pull it within eight, you go for two instead of kick the extra point on the first touchdown in hopes of getting it on that one, and then it just touchdown extra point to win. But if you don't, it's still a one possession game. It's still an eight point or an eight point game. Hmm. I kind of that's starting to happen a lot more, and I'm starting to agree with it more and more. Well, I certainly don't like playing for overtime. So I, I, no, I don't either. Hey, look, I, I trash a lot of these decisions, but in the moment, if you if you don't have any skin in the game, and if you don't have a, they're not your team making the decisions. It makes for a, a wild moment. So I'm in part as much as I sound like I'm being condescending, I'm also kind of offering a thank you to these coaches for making the games interesting because I don't really want to watch punts or extra points. So I I appreciate it in a way, but I also acknowledge that my entertainment value, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the smartest thing to do. And there was, there was a half of football left. So Kevin Stefanski didn't lose you the game because of that one play call, but uh, it's still a little bit weird. The fit now the nor since I follow a lot of diehard Browns fans just for my and just purely for oh, my entertainment. Are they still wanting Joe Flacco as the quarterback? No, but they're starting to turn on Stefanski, and I I didn't think it would bother me as much as it's bothering me because I hate the people who are turning against Stefanski. I love Kevin Stefanski. I love his offense. I love his aggressiveness. I love everything about it. The team just fucking sucks. The defense just fucking sucks, I should say. But we traded for Deion Jones immediately after the loss, so we're good. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I like that acquisition by you guys. I think he's a solid player coming from a bad I mean, I team. I wanted him so for a they, while. They didn't need him. Right. Oh, yeah, because so remember the, oh, the Browns. Oh, we're totally getting Levante David, man. We're, we're about to get our linebacker. I wanted future. Levante David so bad. Yeah, you guys think you're getting every single free agent. Yeah, it's a jo- part yeah. It started – well, I don't know when it started, but once you guys got Odell, that was the worst thing ever for me because now I have to listen to, oh, my gosh, we're getting – The worst Odell. thing ever for Odell, too. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and then, oh, my gosh, the, all the Trent – like daily updates about Trent Williams. Is Trent Williams coming to the Browns? I love is Trent it. Oh, we don't, my listen, You listen to me. We don't win very much around these parts. We got to be excited about something. I get that, but it's There's nothing uh, I love more. There's two what, things I love in this world. Sports and how sports rosters are created. Was Des Bryant the start of this thing? Because you guys you been. guys oh my gosh, look, he's on he's on hard knocks going hey, that on hard knocks Brown's radio him. shows. And that was it. He's just he's walking into the studio at Brown's radio shows and just saying nothing, but he looks excited to be there. He's gonna be a Brown. We all wanted Des Bryant. Yeah. Because and our other really good receiver was still suspended. The only two you guys ever got out of this long list, and I gotta ask my friends about this. If I had them compile a list of all the free agents Browns fans were convinced they were getting, there would be it would be a massive list. But the only two you guys got were Odell Beckham, and that wasn't even a free agent; that was a trade. Yeah. But but he requested a trade, so he was basically a free agent point. And Jadavion Clowney, which how? Yeah. Has he been good? Uh yeah. When he's on the field, he's been really good. Um, 
trying to think if there's any like guys I went in wanting. Did, did he also? Did Jadeveon Clowney also flip you off at a red light? I know former first round picks have a tendency. No, he did not. <laughs> I've, I've never seen Jadeveon Clowney in person. So, or at a round game. I'm not, I'm, not that that matters. I'm sure he's massive. Oh yeah, he's a big dude. Um, who who had the Browns signed that I wanted? Hmm. Just those two. It may be. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was like offensive linemen throughout the years. I have I have a better one for you. I have a better one. Okay. How about Browns players? Like the one that got away, they weren't stars with you, but they left stars elsewhere. Like Mitchell Schwartz. I was about to say Mitchell Schwartz. Um, was there anybody else that was decent for you guys that nobody had ever heard of, and then they went and burst onto the scene anywhere else? Uh, I mean, he was good for us, but T.J. Ward. Oh, De- Denver, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, the uh... he, was, he was good with us, but he was. What did they really call themselves in Denver? Uh, the Orange Crush or something. I don't know. <laughs> they they had a name, I'm sure. Cause I know. I, I, I know. It was Legion of Boom, obviously, in Seattle, and it was the right. no-fly zone in Arizona. Let's see. Who else has been good for the Browns? I'm, trying, I don't, I, I'm sure there's a punk. Uh, well, well your, your good players didn't really leave. When Joe Hayden left, he was not – like, oh, awesome. he was washed up by then. Um, and Joe Thomas never left. He almost did. He almost did? There was like a week where it would, where the talk around town was they would be shocked if he wasn't traded to Denver. Oh, my gosh. That would have... It was like oh, a year yeah. before he ended up retiring. Was that the whole, like, Peyton Manning kept recruiting him yes. or something? Yeah. Man, who else? I completely... I there's definitely four. Definitely not any quarterbacks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Probably all. Nicole Jackson was pretty good with the Colts for a little bit. You guys have one guy back in the day who I loved. It was, uh, oh, Cameron Wimbley. I remember that guy. Oh, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. That. Oh, my gosh, dude. I think Florida State had five defensive players drafted in the first round whatever year he came out. Damn. There were, there were a number of them. I gotta think of one more here. There's gotta be a running back. That's the thing. Is that been like really a running back, a receiver, a tight end? They've all kind of fizzled out, which is the weird thing. Like they were good on Cleveland, and then they all kind of fizzled out. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, just because. Well, for or maybe me, they looked. Good that's how the Pirates work for the dude. Browns, but hey, that, that's no. how it goes with the Pirates. Is that all of our good players go elsewhere and they just collapse? I don't know what that's like. <laughs> well, you don't you keep our talent in Cleveland. Well, hey, you'll find out. The the Yankees are missing their seven time All Star closer, and they're still they won't even need them. They won't even need them. Missing them, they told them to stay home. Yeah, well, I mean, just missing from the roster. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he wants no part of Cleveland. Never has. <laughs> well, hey, he, uh, he 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 did a number on him one one time in one playoff series, I recall. Mm, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I think you're trying to get me to talk about the Cleveland Guardians performance last night, and I will not. Oh, you're not going to be baited into it? No, I will not. I will not be baited into uh, not scoring runs becoming a trend. Um, <laughs> Oscar Gonzalez kind of fucking me out of the Guardians plus half, first five. Um, Cal Quantra looked good. Good thing Tito kept him in to uh, face, face the lineup for the third time. That didn't really hurt him. Um, that seems to be the new craze in uh, baseball. And I knew exact when I saw Cal Quantrill's ass out there to see Aaron Judge for the third time. I knew shit was about to go wrong, and it did. The next batter. So I think that was the exact same thing that happened with the Cardinals in Game One against the Phillies. Were you paying attention to that game? Uh, a little bit because I had the Phillies money line. Well, and I I just kept seeing they were when they tied the game. I turned it on. Jose Quintana had two hits through the first two times through the order. And he had 75 pitches, and he got yanked because they didn't want to see him uh, go out there a third time. And Cardinals fans were livid. <laughs> and then the bullpen went out there and crapped themselves. Oh, yeah. How was, uh, how was the sports talk been this week? Oh, a lot of complaining. Just my type, as you know. Really? I'm sure that you can tell from this. But, oh, a lot of complaining. A lot of well, a lot of managerial complaints. A lot of, well, you know, Robert Pujols went out sad as fuck, man. Yeah, actually, no one's been talking about that. I had we had someone really? text the show. We had someone text the show and say, uh, like, like, thank God that the two slowest base runners in, in yeah. Cardinals history are it. gone. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, I'm, I love it. I'm telling you, these guys have moved on. Like, I, I don't think. Cardinals fans are willing to have sacrificed. They're not. I don't think they're willing to sacrifice any time for any nostalgia. And I know that this year was the nostalgia tour in St. Louis, but uh, they were very cruel when Albert Pujols was getting at bats when they felt like he should have been on the bench. And they were very critical of Yadier Molina too throughout the year. But that was that was a little bit of another thing because Yadier Molina like missed an entire month with an injury. And instead of being here on the team, he was hanging out in Puerto Rico because he owns a basketball team there, and they were making the playoffs, and they were on some playoff run. So he just went and hung out with them instead. And Cardinals fans were like, dude, what the hell? Like, we have young catchers. Like, help, like, be around them and help them grow. But he was just doing his – like, he got, he got ejected from a, a Puerto Rican basketball game because he, like, ran out onto the court and, like, punted a basketball after a bad call or something. Oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah. He uh, that was during the season, and then there was another thing that he had where um oh oh yeah. So that was in the middle of his basketball season, which was about, we're talking about like June and July here. And then at the beginning of August, the Cardinals went out to Arizona, and like Yadier Molina was healthy and playing and they skipped the weekend series because his Puerto Rican team was in the championship. So he went down to go watch the championship game and uh, Cardinals fans were not happy about it, but I'm telling you, man, they, they got a little bit of a New York in them. They don't, they're not giving hometown discounts for anybody. They don't care. They want wins and losses. Well, you know, wins. Talk about Cardinals baseball for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So Jose Quintana, as I just mentioned, game one, uh, goes out 75 pitches, two hits allowed, and gets yanked. And 
I understand the analytics behind it, but I still think that you got to have some sort of feel of the game that when he's only allowed two hits, you got to let him out there and keep going. Now, if it was, if the argument was just analytics, 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 entire way, then I guess I would just tip my cap a little bit and say, hey, it didn't work out. But part of the reason that game one fizzled out for the Cardinals is because they tried to stretch out two of their closers, you know, you know, closer A and closer B, they tried to stretch them out both across a three-inning period. So incredibly inconsistent to limit your starter but then extend your closers, that, 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 that's what really ticked off the St. Louis fan base. And then game two, but man, you score zero runs, it doesn't matter what you do outside of that. So there's a – for the first time all season long, we have now entered the stage of complaining to where the new people – on the chopping block, I shouldn't say the chopping block because no one wants them gone or anything like that. But the new people, you know, they're due up to be complained about are Goldenado, <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado, who now have both done absolutely nothing in, the yes. post, in their postseason appearances with the Cardinals. I think, um, I think Paul Goldschmidt's been here since 2019, if I recall, or maybe just 2020, but. It was a it was a disastrous series for those two. I think they were combined one for fifteen, or Pretty good, maybe two for fifteen across those two games at the Phillies. So uh, bad series for St. Louis, and now the Phillies have a one game lead against Atlanta. Yes, they do, and that was and cool. Was, uh, come in it. Yes, and um, now we are in a weather delay at Truist Park. Am I correct? Are we still uh, in a weather delay? Uh, yes, the three-hour weather delay should be over in a couple minutes because I think this was to start at seven thirty. Oh, so we're gonna have dueling games on Fox. We're gonna have yeah, Fox and college one. football. Oh, who's playing tonight? Uh, it's a hard matchup. It's uh Louisiana at Marshall. I have no interest in watching Marshall. Marshall, Marshall actually like Marshall has an elite defense statistically. Like they are very good defensively. They have Stephon Gilmore's little brother. Do they really? Oh, yeah, yes, you would know because Marshall yeah, beat you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That was a painful day for me, too. Hey, who covered last week, UCF or uh, SMU? UCF did. Well, I'll be damned. Did you not bet on it? I think I put $1 on it just for the sake of having a dollar on it, if I'm honest. I think I went 2-0 and that game. Let me check. I. Uh, oh, wait. Maybe I went 1-1 one one that game. I think... Well, my balance looked like it went up a couple dollars, so let me see what happened. Tulsa, Oklahoma keeps calling me, and I don't care for that. No, I went 2-0 that game. UCF won 41-19. I had UCF minus three and the under. What? Did you watch that Houston-Memphis game? I don't think we talked since that happened. No. It was a Friday night. Houston was just kind of getting handled. I had the over and Houston plus two and a half. Houston was just getting handled the whole game. And then Houston ended up scoring a late touchdown to actually secure the the over with a minute left. I'm like, oh, okay, at least I'll go one and one. And then they got the onside kick and just walked down the field and scored. I was sick. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I won $4 last week. I won $1 hey. on UCF. Um. Minus three. 
And apparently I had a $3 bet on Saturday that I don't remember. So I'm going to open it right now to see what I won. Oh, I had Indiana plus 22 against Michigan. Sick. I, I meant to bet that. But like five minutes into watching the game, I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot to bet it. Uh, I, I, was like, I just I, I don't know why I hate live betting like immediately. Like, you know, like my, well, my brain isn't sharp enough to do that math that quick. Like, how is this affecting me? By taking the live line like immediately after kickoff, so I just don't. Holy Toledo! Do you know what day? Do you know what today? The twelfth. It's it's the opening day for your Blackhawks and my Blue Jackets. Oh yeah, they did play a game in like Prague like last week that officially counted as the first regular season game, but also there were preseason games going on, so I don't know what that was all about. Oh, do you remember when the MLB used to do that? They did this oh, yeah, like a decade like- ago. Seattle and Oakland would go play in Japan. Well, uh, y- yes, but actually, no, I, I think that's 100% correct. But I was thinking it more of like. Of the it was like the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers would play in Australia for two games yeah. like a week beforehand. I guess that's cool. I mean, yeah. it's I kind of the appetizer for the season. It's like, all right. I already don't like that there are only three games on opening day. Although, I, should, I shouldn't be complaining about this because next year. Every single team is going to be playing on the official opening day. That's right. Which I like because usually it's just uh, oh, Black it's it, it, well, I meant for MLB, but it's Yankees and Red Sox on opening day, and the Mets and the Braves, and the Dodgers and Padres, and those are the only three games. And then it's like, well, great, you know, three good games, but Pirates and Guardians aren't making the cut for opening day. We will this year or next year. Yeah, and uh, as will everybody else. <laughs> Who do the Blackhawks even play today? Uh, oh, I, I oh brother. Oh, you're 0-1 oh, to start brother. the year. 0-1, on baby. Banner night, they're making us come to Colorado on banner night. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just another another chip on my Blackhawks shoulder. <laughs> Let me I have them. half a mind to take them plus two and a half. Uh, two and a half. Yeah, Chicago's bad, man. From everything I'm reading about Chicago, it's probably going to be really bad again. I, mean, I read an article in the Athletic about them last week. I was like, yeah, this is probably going to be really bad again. I don't even Ooh. see them as plus two and a half. I, I, my puck line has it. Well, that may be it. My puck Super line has them. At one and a half, but I think that's obviously just the default. Bovada, they're one and a half, but there's a lot of juice on it. We'll get some trivia because I have some trivia questions that I, I will be surprised if you get one of them right. Sure. I have, uh, I, I, oh, shoot. I had one and I was working on a second, but <laughs> if you go, if you go first, I can come up with something. Okay. Actually, let me uh, let me just type away on my keyboard here and see what I can come up with just for a uh. Oh, Blue Jackets playing right now. Yep. Okay, I got two. I got two questions. Let me go first, actually. Hold on, man. Nah, that's a that's a dumb question. I can't even ask that one. All right, (laughs) I I'm back to one question because I was gonna. 
Especially, especially after you tell me that you got some difficult ones cooked up. I can't just toss you that one. I, was I have about, a really good one. I was about to ask you a ridiculous question. All right, you you go. You start first. Okay. This is the NFL. This uh-huh. team is tied with the Buffalo Bills with the most Super Bowl appearances without a win. Okay. Oh. Who? Wait, four. Who's gone to the Super Bowl four times at least? At least four and has lost every single time. What a great question. It's not the Chiefs because they... I think they won two actually now. There's Joe Davis and John Smoltz. I have to go through every single... No. All right. Um, the Falcons, to my knowledge, are zero and two. Um, they lost to Elway and they lost to Brady. Uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Where? Well, they were the Phoenix Cardinals. They were the, no, I don't even. No. I gotta just go through the roll decks here. Did the Saint no the Saints beat the Colts. No, the Colts beat the Bears the Bears beat the Patriots in eighty five. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be a difficult <laughs> Seahawks won. The there's no way the Panthers have gone to four. Um Washington won one because John Riggins was a Super Bowl MVP. Shout out to White Running Backs. <laughs> the Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, all won. Chargers are the only one in that division, but I don't think they've gone to four Super Bowls. I can only name Dan Fouts, who's been to at least one. Holy Toledo. The Jets won one because Namath ran off the field with the number one point up in the air. Sure did. All right. The, the Bengals... To my knowledge, are 0-2, uh, but we shall see. Ravens certainly won. I'm, I'm going through every team. I don't even care. This is going to be a waste of people's time. But <laughs> Cowboys certainly won some. Confirmed. Seahawks have already established a one. The 49 – oh, my gosh, the 49ers have won Super Bowls. I shouldn't have even Several. mentioned – <laughs> should not have even bothered to mention to say their name out loud. Just a waste of everybody's time. Detroit, Minnesota, no and no. Um, I've already said obviously the Packers. Are one. Holy cow! The Giants actually were one of the teams that beat the. Oh my gosh! I'm all right. You know what? It's a bad place to be. I think I, I I think I said that there were a couple teams that had two. I'm so I might just roll with either the Bengals or the Falcons. Um, I hope I didn't stop myself short. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Texans. Who are the other teams in that division? Colts, Titans, Jags. Yeah. All right. Bengals, Falcons, flip a coin. Um, Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl. They lost to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I don't know if Anthony Munoz ever played that. I also feel like the Fed. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
It is the Minnesota Vikings. Really? Oh, they must have made a ton of Super Bowls early on then. They did, like, very early on. Mm-hmm. The Bengals actually have three going out there. They played the fourth in the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. I think it was back-to-back years. Yeah. <sighs> it may have been, but it may have just been. But I do know they played them twice. Anyway. Uh, who, who is currently listed as a starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls in their depth chart? Ayu DeSomo. Oh, my one. gosh. You got it right. Oh, yeah. Come on. I bet on that Illinois basketball team so many goddamn times. <laughs> and he was That's doing a- really good. He was doing really good last year. Well... I don't know if I've nailed his last name, but I know what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see which one it is. Both these questions are hard. I'm about to come with. Um, I'll go with this one. College football. Now, if I just ask you the, if I just ask this question, the answer is Notre Dame, but excluding Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not the. Answer. Okay. Which team, not currently in the Power Five? has spent the most weeks in number one in the AP poll. Not currently in the Power Five? Not currently. I'm not saying they used to be or they are. or, or that's what I, They're not in the Power Five right now, as, as of right now. They number, could have been, but they are not in right now. Number one? Yeah, number one in the AP poll. Braves, um, Phillies is starting right now, great. by the way. Oh, thank you. Um... Great. So it's either Army, Navy, or the University of Chicago, or uh, <laughs> Harvard or Yale, one of those five. Um, I do not think Harvard and Yale count. I will call it that. Sure. FB, FBS? Yeah, I don't. Harvard and Yale aren't FBS, I don't think. I think the Ivy no, League is its own thing. No, they're, they're FCS. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. Hello, Kyle Schwarber. I so well, I do. I remember him when he was set, and he. Uh, I mean, to remember him kind of shit when Kyle Schwarber probably would have burned more with me. So I kind of. The uh, I remember him when he was <laughs> when he was putting all two hundred sixty pounds of his body into a ball that still hasn't landed yet. But it's, oh baby, it's currently traveling uh, <laughs> eastward in the state of Pennsylvania and might actually land in Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, all right, let's, let's get back to this question. Um, group of – all right, FBS, group of five, and number one in the eight people. Okay. Now, all the good Big East teams from back in the day are now in the Power Five. So, I don't – those aren't – I'm not even going to worry about, like, Pitt, West Virginia, or Syracuse, who was good back in the day, actually. Phillies, I'm talking, quick aside, uh, the Phillies might win the World Series. Did they? Ju- what did they just do to start the game? Not that Kyle Schwarber grounded out, but I, I just, they showed their lineup. I'm looking at their lineup and their pitching. Like they might do it. They, they got the team to do it. Anyway, continue. Um, sure, Army. It is Army. 27 times. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Gosh. 
Oh, oh wait, hey, my turn to ask you a question. Thank goodness. Uh, oh, let's go. I, I, I achieved the unachievable question. Um, so now it's time for me to return the favor. Let's see what we got. Who was the Seahawks coach before Pete Carroll? If it was, you have, to, you have to go back deeper into your mind than you thought you did because he's been the coach for the Seahawks for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I know he has, but I, if it's not Michael, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I feel like there's somebody in between Holmgren and him. I just don't know. Holmgren was there for a while. Mike Holmgren. There was a one-year gap between Mike Holmgren and Pete Carroll, and it was the younger Jim Mora. Ew. Who is now coaching at UConn. Yes, he is. Jim Mora. Good. his head coach at UCLA. <clears throat> video game football, or college football video game, question. Um, who, uh, it's... So the format of the question is I'm going to give you the three schools and you have to rank them. Um, (laughs) Most appearances by school on an NCAA football cover. And the top two are tied. Okay. So it's the teams are USC, Florida, Michigan. So I basically just have to figure out who's last. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I didn't really think that through. Um. I mean, what's going to be the lead in the clubhouse? Like three? Well, I, well, <laughs> Desmond Howard and Denard Robinson. There's two. Was there a, was there a Charles Woodson game? I'm going to say yes, there was. All right, so I'm going to say not Michigan, Florida, and who? USC. USC. All right, Carson Palmer and Reggie Bush were both on the cover. Oh man, we got to go a little. Further back, was there a Matt Leonard cover? I don't know for sure. Florida, Tim Tebow. Who on earth would have been the second? I can't even think of who the second would have been of Florida. Like, not. Percy Harvin, I don't think. Um, There's no way Chris Leak was on the cover of the game. Gosh, I wish they put Aaron Hernandez on the cover of the game looking back on it. Why would you want that? I just, to be funny. (laughs) Um, I'll say Florida's last. Florida is last, too. Danny Warren. Oh my gosh, we're going way back. Yeah, right, uh, so, Charles Woodson was actually the first player on the cover of a college football game. Uh, Reggie Bush USC, and were... USC had um, Mark Sanchez on the PSP cover. Wow. Um, I was wondering football. if we were doing that. I was wondering. They only did that for two years, I think. College football. The NCAA games. I think they only really did that for two years. Because I know it was Michael Crabtree was on like 
Yeah. Was on the I PlayStation had, 3 cover. I had Brian Arakpo. Yeah, that was the PlayStation, like, the, the generation before that. That, that. that was PS2. Yeah. And then PSP had Mark Sanchez on it, because I had that. And then there was another year that they did that, where the bunch I, of people oh, was like, who the hell are these people? Anyway. I've asked you a similar question to this before. You did not. You actually did better than I thought you were going to do. I think this is a slightly easier version okay. of that previous question. And uh, i got to say, I do feel a little bit good about this. I don't think you're going to guess many teams incorrectly. Actually, you know, I, I, I may be getting ahead of myself. I don't, I don't even want to mess with your mind anymore. But I am winning 2-1, to one, and this is for the tie. Name every team in the Pacific Division in the, NF- in the NHL. There are eight. Oh, brother. Um... Man, um, I guess that'd be like all the cats. Uh, Seattle, definitely. The Kraken. Um, Anaheim. Yeah, I, yeah, this has to be all the Cali teams because it's the central, the Atlantic, and the Metropolitan. So it has to be all the Cali teams. So it's Anaheim, the Kings. Here's where it comes because now I got to remember where all the where all these cities are. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the Vancouver, game. I know. I know Vancouver's out. Vancouver. Yeah. That's five. You could throw a rock in Seattle and hit a kid in Vancouver. They're next to each other. Yeah, that's why. Um, I think Winnipeg. No, Winnipeg. Um. Oh, Calgary. Now I'm missing two, two Canadian teams. No, it doesn't even have to be Canadian. I'm probably I'm probably missing a team in California. Or uh, let's see. Oh, Vegas. Um, Seven down, one to go. Oh shit. Um. Got to be a Canadian team. I mean, Arizona team. Could be the Avalanche? No, it wouldn't be the Avalanche. I know Winnipeg is west of Ohio. Definitely not Toronto. Definitely not. Okay, I guess it's Arizona then. Yeah. Where, where is it? Arizona is in the central? The is central. The, yes, they makes sense. Arizona is the most central state in the in the country. I've, I've said it. I've long said it. 
was I I I lost the round of trivia, but I'm I'm I think I'm the MVP for getting shit again. Uh, yeah, all right. seven out of eight in the two. T- no, the first time you were six out of eight. This time you're seven out of eight. So the next I time I ask you. Yeah, you didn't even know. You didn't even know that your Blackhawks were playing, and they're plus three thirty on the money line. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, ring night. I could spoil ring night. Yeah, one unit wins like three point three. That's. Hey, it's. I think that's worth a little. Uh, I think it's worth a sprinkle. Maybe. Oh, the college football game. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, get that in. I already get, no, I got it in. I just want to watch it. Oh. Oh, by the way, did you see UC is pulling out these, like, Space U uniforms for tomorrow? I heard heard they were doing that. I didn't know that they were released yet. I didn't see them. Yeah, I don't know what the purpose of them was, but I guess they're kind of cool. Because UCF is... UCF is right next to uh, a rocket launcher, you call it. Oh, that's right. Because uh, one of those SpaceX rockets when uh, was launched the other day, the other week, and it was during the UCF game. So they stopped the game when it was happening so people can go see it happen. Because you, you could see the rocket launch from the stadium. This was when? Last week? Last week or two weeks ago, I gotta. Was this on TV? I gotta go look this up on Twitter. It may not. It may have been like after the game, but it was. There were fans still in the stadium. Oh my gosh! I'm I'm looking this up right now. It's happened before too. I know that. Oh, this seems like empty. These are pretty cool, man. Cool, pretty cool uniforms. Oh, everyone's hanging out at the top. <laughs> yeah, so it must have been after the game. Are they all – so are all the visors just going to have Space U written across it like this one? I don't know, but I do know Should that – Should even be allowed? I don't know, know if you can have any writing on – or uh, Right. Obviously, it's not writing. Well. It's just the, the tint. But they had Space U on the front of the jersey. They are cool. There we go. Force a punt. And the under. What hey, what does Reflog have? Do we have any uh Ohio high school sports betting? Uh he usually releases those on Fridays. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot it's Thursday. Wait a minute, this is Wednesday. Hey, I'm not gonna I go through them and I just kinda of blindly guess which which side I would pick. And I was <laughs> pretty good at it. <laughs> they have the undefeated point picking total up form, my all of, all the modern. Um, wait, UCS, no, 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 not UCS. Marshall's playing on a Wednesday? Yeah, I guess so. This, I, I, wow, I've been so confused. You know what's depressing? What's that? This is week seven. Yeah, this is the halfway point. Everyone is typically doing their, uh, gosh, that means it's. Number one, Bryce Harper hater. Do you have any statement on that fucking rope of a double he just hit? I like to see him making contact and you know playing, playing. Good, good the other way too. Beat the shift. 
Oh, well, I love anybody who beats the shift. My, my, my fandom for people who beat the shift supersedes my hatred for, uh, I guess, players who have a poor batting average, and then everyone still acts like they're awesome. Uh, I'm speaking of seasons past because I'm pretty sure he won the MVP last year. And then the Bryce year Lander? before that, yeah, he won, last, he won the MVP last year. Yeah, by the way, what team was Robbie Ray on last I, I'm throwing a racquetball up in the air, and I just dropped Toronto. it on the headphones. Toronto. Yeah, oh, boy, are you lucky you didn't have to face Cy Young Robbie Ray when he was in Detroit. You caught rookie Robbie Ray. Yes, we did. Same with Eugenio Suarez. My gosh. I think he's let leads Major League Baseball in home runs over the past five years. He used to. I remember that actually being true. Let's see what he's <laughs> And then he had, like, that one year. He had, like, 46 balls. He hit, like, 210. And then that was his and now he's on oh, he's the hit 31 home runs the past two years. Now he's on the Seattle Reds. I mean, he's only batting 236, but his numbers are way up, so good for him. Let's see. They have Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. And then they oh, mid-season, yeah. they traded Luis Castillo. Yeah, they're a wet, their problem. Choking that game last night. Oof. Glad my team didn't choke uh, during game one in ALDS. No, they did not. I can say no, that. They, just, they, they started the game dead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can't choke if you only have a one-run lead. That's right. Stephen Kwan. What a hero. So uh, is he only a left fielder or does he move around at all? He's only played left field. Uh, well, I don't like him. I like versatile players. Why? He's so good in left. He is a gold glove. He is a gold glove caliber player. Is Austin Hedges good behind the plate? He is. I can't wait to never see him again. <laughs> oh, is he going away in the off season? Uh, I would assume so. I think his contract's up. Let's see. And Bo Naylor's on the on the roster. Oh, he's on the Bo- playoff roster. I saw him playing first base in the race series. Yes, he did. Um, I was expecting to see a graphic on your Twitter account. You just got nailered or something. <laughs> yeah, Austin <laughs> Hedges is a free agent after this year. And it'll be 30, so see you later, dude. <laughs> yeah, only hot young prospects for the, the I think statistically, he is the worst hitter in baseball. Oh, are you serious? I think so. Because he is very bad. That's well. That's unfortunate. Well, the Blue Jackets just killed off a penalty, and they're going to be heading oh, into yeah. the first period or first intermission, I should say, scoreless, which I'm okay with. Oh yes. Uh, they are Let's on go Jackets. ESPN Plus. Oh, the Bruins and the Capitals are on TNT. Ooh. So I might have to pay attention to those games on my because I'm going to be watching baseball and football. TNTdrama.com. That's the – let me see. Watch live now. Let me see if my – my DirecTV information should already be in because I definitely was watching a ton, uh, not of NBA, but of um, inside the NBA. I watched a lot of that <laughs> when I got here. Just watch inside the NBA instead of the NBA. 
Yes, I was not actually watching the so real when basketball. So the game, you just turned them off? Uh, no, I just waited until the game was over. And then, uh, no, I, I, I caught the, the last oh, the few minutes game. of games. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, when they were the gone fishing, when teams would get knocked out of the playoffs, that was fun. Yeah. I like that bit. All right, are you ready to head out? Yes, I am. Hey, I am going to go celebrate my big trivia victory. I'm going to go head to the gym and celebrate. Um, we had hockey tonight, and we have NBA basketball starting a week from yesterday. All right, so that's we're talking next Tuesday, the 18th. Be on the lookout. Man, we got a sports cornucopia going on. We're going to be in the rare territory where all of the four main sports in North America are going to be taking place at the same time. So, oh, of course, it made me watch the Lakers on opening night against the Warriors, though. Yeah, you get to watch Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, yeah, tolerate each other. I'm sure that they're fine, but anyway, a lot of sports going on. No excuse for you to not watch any. In fact, there are two football leagues for you to watch. You got you got the college on the Saturday or the Wednesday, mm-hmm. as we know, and NFL Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So. Whatever you're feeling, there's sports for you. All right, so we will get back with you guys a week from whenever, and then we'll talk to you then. Everybody take care. Watch some college football, dang it. I agree.